Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to kick into our origin review. Uh, the game has just finished. I'm here Wednesday night in the studio. You'll be hearing this Thursday morning. Uh, so I'm sure you would have read through a lot of social media uh, comments and a lot of response from a lot of fans out there, their opinions on this game. And look, I thought it was a really good game of origin. I thought it was a more traditional sort of game of state of origin. Uh, Queensland 20, New South Wales 18. Fantastic to see the Queenslanders get up for this game. Um, I know a lot of people are pointing out that if we had our halves, we probably wouldn't this game, but I mean, it is what it is. You play with injuries. Queensland had to play with injuries in the first two games. I mean, it is what it is. Deal with it. Queensland, they were the better team on the night. I thought they played really well. I thought that they... I I thought Kalen Ponga was a massive difference. Uh, He's a guy that came into this squad and, I mean, the importance of fullbacks in the modern game, it is just unmeasurable in my opinion. He was so important and made such a difference to their side. They just look so much more silky with him in the lineup. I thought some of his kick returns were unreal. He just troubled New South Wales the entire night. Some of his touches were great. There was a try that Ben Hunt scored in the back end, which we'll come to more. He had a big hand in that one. A lot of people saying that he knocked it on two, three, maybe four times. Uh, it is what it is. It went through. It played on. He played a fantastic role in that try, KP, for me. Uh, we can bitch and whine about referee decisions and all this shit all we want. New South Wales had so many opportunities to win that game. It was not even funny. Another big moment, Tom Travojevic takes the game straight up through the guts like he always does, straight through the middle. It's a two-on-one with KP. He's got Mitch Moses looming up on his outside, and KP, he comes up with a huge play to stop that try. I think it's a moment in that game that is really underrated and underappreciated. With Tommy Travojevic coming down at you with a two-on-one, I mean, if you stop a try... With Tom Travojevic coming at you with a two-on-one, that is just an incredible effort. I thought KP, the energy that he brought to this side was unreal. And, I mean, the more I watch KP play Origin, and you got to remember, KP, he didn't play last year. He missed Game 3 of the 2019 series. He has sort of played patchy games here and there because of injury. He missed the first two games this year. I'm sorry, but every game that KP plays for the Queensland Maroons, he is unreal in. I think he is becoming a genuine Origin player, to be honest with you. I th- as I said this afternoon when I spoke about uh, my preview and everything, I think we still underrate this guy when it comes to the Origin arena. I've got a lot of time for KP as far as Queensland goes. I think he's been unreal. 
unreal. Just about every single time he's put on that jersey, and I think he's going to be a guy that is going to terrorize us for a number of years to come. I mean, there's only a few weeks I was sitting here listening to people tell me that AJ Brimson should be the fullback over him. I think it is just so backwards. I love AJ. I think he's going to be a great 14, but... You cannot possibly not pick Kalen Ponga at fullback. If Queensland ever decide that Kalen Ponga isn't their first choice fullback over the next few years, as a New South Wales fan, I will be stoked. I will be absolutely stoked. I know he hasn't gone to that next level at club level consistently, but my God, he has shown on the biggest stages in State of Origin that he can not only handle himself, but he can be one of the most dominant players on the field, Kalen Ponga. I've got so much time for him. I think he's a sensational player. Another guy that I mentioned this afternoon it was going to be a big night for him was Ben Hunt. Now, obviously, you look at the future of Queensland. Harry Grant's going to be the hooker for a couple of years. You've got Reed Mahoney, Reed Mahoney sorry, uh, biting away at his heels. You've got AJ Brimson you've got to fit to this side. You're going to have Reese Walsh you've got to fit into this side. You've got to have Sam Walker over the next few years. You've got to find a spot for him this side. Ben Hunt, he could be the guy the music stops and he doesn't have a chair. And I said that if Queensland are going to win this game, he has to play 80 minutes. There's no question about it. He has to play 80 minutes. And my God, didn't Ben Hunt deliver? I was so happy to see him see him play so well. I think he's earned a lot of respect off people, which he should have earned a long time ago. I think it's ridiculous the way that people treat Ben Hunt, but he played the full 80 minutes. He scored two tries in the last 25 minutes that were crucial to this game. It got Queensland in front and put them in the in, in the front seat for this game. I thought Ben Hunt was sensational. Even to score that second try, to be where he was... You think about playing hooker, he ends up getting the ball essentially on the left-hand side tram line just to be staying alive, to be pushing up on that play still, to just click into natural instincts. This is what I talked about with the Maroons. They just have to click into natural instincts and free up space for their spine players. I thought they did that really well in this game. I thought Ben Hunt was sensational. I think he's put his hand up and said, hey, when you're picking this team next year, don't forget about me. You forgot about me at the start of this series. Don't forget about me. I'm a true origin player. I love Ben Hunt. I love everything he's about. As I said this afternoon, you all want to give him shit for how much he's paid. It's not his fault. He didn't write his contract. Some other Muppets did. His manager's a genius. Ben Hunt can play football. He's shown it time and time again. As I said this afternoon... I just I don't think he is a halfback. I think he is an out-and-out out hooker. He is a brilliant hooker. He was fantastic tonight, Ben Hunt. So well done to him. Answered a lot of question marks that were being held over his head there. Big Tino. I thought he was great. In the little burst of impact that he had, I thought Tino was unreal. Obviously set up that try uh, for the hammer. That was a great moment watching him score, coming up and dabbing after, seeing how happy he was. Sensational. But a great line that Tino ran on that play. A brilliant offload. He had a sensational game, Tino. Um, I thought Josh Papali and Mo Fodawaker, they were the two best forwards on the field, though. Mo Fodawaker... He is unreal. My God. I, I I think the New South Wales bench was better, to be honest with you. I think that Angus Crichton and Payne Haas together, they had such a huge impact for New South Wales. But Mo Fodawaka, he just kept that flag flying. He is such a talented footballer. I've been talking about him for a long time, saying that if he was at a, at a Sydney club, if he was at Melbourne or if he was at the Roosters, one of these teams, we would have him in our top three or four front rowers in the game, I think. Mo Fodawaka, an unbelievable player. He will be picked in every Queensland origin team for the next decade. He is going to really terrorise us. And you've got to think, he's still growing into his body. He's still working out the sort of footballer he's going to be. But he's got origin wrapped around his head. He understands what it's about. I've been so impressed with Mo Fodawaka this year. Next year, you're going to get Lindsay Collins back. That's going to be sensational to pair up with Mo Fodawaka and this Queensland team. I think they're going to be a different beast just quietly. 
Uh, Joshua Parley, as I mentioned, I thought he was great. Such a fantastic leader. Really took it to them. They obviously lost Val Holmes during this game. That was a big stinger as well. Uh, AJ Brimson went out there to play in the centers. They had to move Hamiso uh, out to the wing, which hurt their combinations a little bit. But I thought AJ did a really good job. Unfortunately, we didn't really see much of the hammer after that. And, you know, that can happen when you get shoved out to the wing, especially the way that the Blues defend. They just get up and in in your face, and they just weren't able to get that ball over to Hammer and create any space for him, uh, which was disappointing. Uh, I'm hearing that Val Holmes is looking like a two- to four-week injury, which is uh, very disappointing for him and very disappointing for the Cowboys as well. Obviously, a team that's trying to push their way into the NRL finals for 2021. If they lose Val Holmes for a month, that is going to be a massive loss for them moving forward. Look, for the New South Wales Blues, I thought Latrell Mitchell was probably one of the best on the field, if not the best on the field tonight. I thought he was unreal. Uh, all things considered that I don't think Jack Whiten probably used him properly realistically. We spoke about this this afternoon, that Jack Whiten, he is a natural-born runner. He's not a ball player. I think there was a lot of times where there was space out there, but Jack Whiten, he's not that sort of 5'8". He's a take-him-on, give-it-to-him sort of 5'8". He scored one good try. I think he came up with a couple of poor options at different times, but... The reality is that's the sort of 5'8 Jack Whiten is, and that's the sort of football that they build around in Canberra. Jack Whiten just taking them on, and they know in Canberra that if it doesn't work, they're going to bully them in defense. They're going to hold them down there. It's worked for them the last two years or so. Not so much this year. But look, oh, and I'm hearing all these people messaging me and all the shit. Why isn't Reynolds and Walker there? Look, I don't know how, like how else to explain this to people, that it is so blatantly obvious that Freddie was just looking to the future. He was looking to the future to see if he could pick these other guys and they were able to handle themselves if they had injuries. And this is where it becomes important. You need to be able to know if you can pick guys again. A guy that's obviously going to come under the microscope, and I've already seen a lot of people fucking bagging him, is Mitch Moses. Now, I thought Moses handled himself pretty well, to be honest with you. It was a clunky start. Uh, No doubt about it. You know what it kind of looked like? It kind of looked like a halfback who was on origin debut playing with a 5'8", who's not really a genuine 5'8", who's... You know, they've never played together. And with a hooker that they've never played with as well. I mean, it was a little bit clunky to start, yes, but it wasn't a nightmare. It really wasn't. It was, I mean, I I think early in the piece, Damien Cook and Isaiah Yo probably didn't do a heap of favours for for young Mitch Moses. I think they made life a little bit hard for him early with a couple of wayward passes. I think Cook took the wrong option a couple of times in the really early pieces. After that, Cook was unreal. I thought it was his best origin game. I've seen Cook play in a while after he got through the early stages. I was actually really surprised when they brought Appy off uh, to put, uh, when they brought Appy on to bring Damien Cook off. I was very surprised. I thought Cook was braining it. I sort of said to my mates, at that point, I don't know if you can bring Cook off here. He's going that good. Uh, and as I said earlier yeah, today, like he's had a pretty quiet series realistically. But Cook, he really stood up in that last game. Um, look, I think Mitch Moses, he had a strong game. He obviously came up with that try assist for Appy Curacao, put in the first kick, uh, wrapped around to get it back, put in another good kick playing off the top of his head. It was a perfect kick. I mean, best worst case scenario, it was a line dropout sort of worthy kick. Appy Curacao came up with a big play on, on that kick and came up with a try there, which was sensational got New South Wales back into it. There was a moment for me, though, and if I was Brad Fittler, I would be sitting down and watching this play with Mitch Moses, and it wasn't really mentioned in commentary. I'm not sure how many people noticed it, but on the second try that Ben Hunt scored, Kalen Ponga makes the break down the right edge. They throw it around. The ball hits the ground two or three times, complete chaos. Then it goes out to that edge, and the ball sort of goes past Mitch Moses, and he, he sort of has an opportunity to either jog around in the background and get ready for the next play or really close the gate and show urgency And if you go and watch the replay, you sort of get a very blasé Mitch Moses. And I think in that moment, he realized what had happened. And he sort of tried to get himself out of the picture. Go and watch it again for yourself. But it's that moment that I'd be saying to Mitch Moses, hey, 
you're the halfback. You've got to own the results of these games of football in these moments. This is where we need you to roll up your sleeves. And look, to Mitch Moses' credit, I thought he defended unbelievably tonight. I thought he defended really well. And once again, to Mitch Moses' credit, over the last 18 months, his defense has improved out of sight. He was always a guy that sort of hid away from the tough stuff. He's not doing that anymore. As much as people want to bag him and give him shit and put the whole game on him for because you don't understand football, I thought Mitch Moses was pretty solid. I think he handled himself well, but there was that one moment, that one instance there where I be showing Mitch and I'd be going hey that's not quite what Origin's about yeah that's not what Origin's about and dare I say I don't think Nathan Cleary would have done that in that play he would have shown urgency he would have been all over the ball it was a bit of overlap and they needed every single man to be on that ball and of course the moment there where Ben Hunt decides I'm going to come off my left foot and go back inside and it's sort of the hole that Mitch Moses leaves there by sort of uh, piddle paddling around behind the play behind the play so go and have a look at that play that's the one thing I would show to Moses and say hey this needs to be better this is the sort of urgency that needs to be shown in the Origin Arena I, you know in club footy you can probably get away with it but the Origin Arena when it comes down to just individual moments that decide games, you need that little bit extra. I always used to love when Phil Good used to go through those old origin plays, and there was always one with Thurston that he showed just how much work he did off the ball to get to where he needed to be. And it's one of those moments with Mitch Moses that I think there's a lot of lessons to be taken from it. Outside of that, for an origin debut, I thought Moses did pretty well. He kicked really well. There was one kick that was a bit wayward that landed in the in goals on the full. It bounced up, thank God. They managed to get a line dropout out of it. That was not a good kick. He got very lucky on that play. But but outside of that, I thought Moses did well. He always gave a lot of space to Jack Whiten. I think if you put Jerome Luai in at 5'8", to be perfectly honest with you, uh, it's a very different game when we look at Mitch Moses' game very differently because he did give Jack Whiten a lot of opportunities. But Jack Whiten is just a run-first footballer, yeah. You go and watch the try that he scored. It's simple stuff what Moses is doing, but that's a halfback's job. Yeah, it's the halfback's job to run the right line, straighten it up, take your edge back row, create that little half-a-second advantage for your 5'8". And he did that on a number of occasions. Jack Whiten didn't quite have the skill set to execute on a few of those times, though. So for Mitch Moses, for me, it's definitely a pass. I know everyone will bag him, and I think I saw Clarkie put up a thing about rate his game, and everyone just got stuck into him. I think it's bullshit. The, the thing about Mitch Moses is that he's going to cop crap no matter what he does. Mitch Moses had to have a huge highlights game for him to do well. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Let's say, for example, if Kalen Ponga doesn't knock down that pass that Tom Travojevic threw to Mitch Moses. And let's say New South Wales win this 24 to 20 off the back of that try that Mitch Moses scores. Mitch Moses is all of a sudden a hero. Now, all that happened was that Mitch Moses didn't get the ball. All that happened was that he didn't get the ball. If New South Wales win and you and all these people that are bagging on on social media go to the stat sheet and go, well, hold on. Mitch Moses, one try and a try assist. Fuck, that's pretty good for an origin performance. The only difference was that the pass didn't get to Moses because Kalen Ponga came up with that huge play. And if Kalen Ponga goes for that play and misses and Tom Travojevic scores, it's a completely different story. If he manages to get it to Mitch Moses, which let's be honest here, if there's probably any other fullback than Kalen Ponga there in that moment, Mitch Moses scores under the sticks. All of a sudden, he's got one try, one try assist. We ignore all the other shit, and Mitch Moses did well in origin. That's the reality of how people react to football games nowadays, and it really is embarrassing. We are a stats-driven response. We look at highlights, and Mitch Moses would have had his finger, his fingerprints on a try assist and a try, and we would have set a good game. Mitch Moses played well in that. He well and truly got a pass from me. I think that anyone that's saying he didn't play well, you already made up your mind 
one before this game kicked off. Just my opinion. Um, I think Brian To'o, uh, there was a huge play there where he knocked the ball on and Dane Gagai came up with a try, well, seemingly came up with a try. Now, Brian To'o, he knocked the ball, he knocked the ball backwards on about the 10-meter line. He got back into the in-goals and he knocked it out of Gagai's hand. And, I mean, Brian To'o's done this two or three times during this Origin Series now, and he's come up with massive plays. I, I've been so impressed with Brian To'o. He's a guy that, like, all my cards on the table, I still thought at the start of the series it was going to be a risk picking him because I thought he was going to be a kick target. But all over my face, I think he still was a kick target, don't get me wrong, but they didn't execute on it. And he managed to do enough to stop each and every one of those tries. So well done to Brian To'o, a sensational series, another one that I think is going to be in this team for quite some time. He was very, very impressive. Um, I thought Dale Finucane coming back in his first game in a while for New South Wales obviously didn't play this series at all until game three. I thought he was great. He is the sort of guy that I understand why there's so many teams trying to get their hand on this guy. He was unreal. Um, One guy that I think had a real coming-of-age series is uh, Cam Murray. Now, Cam Murray, I think for the last few years, it's sort of been, he's been incredibly impressive. He's never let us down in state of origin, but I think he's always been a guy that we look at and we're like, oh, geez, he's doing well for his age. Geez, he plays above his uh, above his age. I think he really came of age this series. I think this is what you're going to get from Cam Murray year in, year out. It was sensational thing. I, I think he is one of the best forwards in our game. I think he's a top five forward in our game now, to be perfectly honest with you, potentially a top three. I think he's so undervalued, so underrated. He's a sensational player, Cam Murray, and he's one that Freddie will be really excited about moving forward. I think he'd probably be the next skipper of New South Wales, probably after Teddy. I think he's a really good hope to be that next guy. So a sensational leader, Cam Murray. I think he's been so impressive this series, as has Tariq. Sims. Uh, Tom Travojevic, he came up with the Wally Lewis medal, which I think was fair enough. Uh, he was just dominant in all three games. He, he just had a hand in just about everything in all those games. He came up with a couple of plays uh, in the game tonight that could have won that game for New South Wales. Once again, I go back to that, mo- that moment where he could have set up Mitch Moses. He could have gone himself and won the game there. But the way that he injects himself is just unbelievable. He is just on another level at the moment, Tom Trevojevic. It's been unreal. And when you consider as well, I mean, he's probably played, what, 10 games in the last year, essentially. Uh, three of them now have been state of origin. So uh, he, he's unreal at the moment, Tommy Turbo, and he's got a big few years ahead of him. And hopefully with the Manly Seagulls, he's got a big few years ahead of him. Uh, yeah, just back to Queensland, I just thought they were really impressive to get the job done here. Uh, a really spirited performance. I know that they had a lot of six-again calls, and there was a couple of calls that were controversial and whatnot, but shit happens. Yeah, shit happens. They've had a lot go against them this entire series as well. Yeah, let's not pretend like New South Wales have had a golden path laid out. Like, it has been difficult for Queensland, yeah? They've had some tough times. They've had some tough breaks. They had Reese Walsh got injured um, in the lead-up to Game 2. They had Christian Welsh get injured in Game 1. They had Josh Papali miss Game 1. They've had a tough, tough, of, couple of tough breaks, no doubt about it. For me, New South Wales was the best team throughout the series, and I don't think there's any questioning that. Queensland, they had tough breaks, but tonight they had a couple of things go their way, and you've got to take advantage of those things, and they did. Fantastic to see Latrell Mitchell go to a new level as well. I think that was unreal. I felt really sorry for Dane Gagai this Origin Series. I think if you watch a lot of those tries that New South Wales scored tonight especially, uh, a lot came through that edge where DCE defends. He's He's got a really bad habit of turning his shoulder in and biting really quickly. And I think it's something that teams are able, the, the good sides are able to take advantage of quite easily. You can see it on the Jack White and try and a couple of other times throughout that series. And I feel like... Dane Gagai, as if his job wasn't hard enough marking 
Latrell Mitchell in potentially career best form. Um, last game, he obviously had Kyle Felt outside him. That was a bit of a nightmare, as I spoke about. Uh, he's no stranger to making a poor decision. And DCE inside him has always just been a bit of an iffy defender, and I think he was during this series as well. Interesting to see for DCE if he is picked next year again. Obviously won that third game, which was great. Uh, didn't have huge impact realistically, DCE. Ben Hunt was probably the star of that one as far as the spine goes, along with KP. Munster had some good touches as well, but not really the Munster that um, I like to talk about all the time with the huge, huge high-end ceiling potential. But I think as we look forward into the future, this Queensland team... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I, I don't think it's going to be a whitewash, and I, I think that the early talk of all the dynasty and everything, I think you've seen how much of a different team they are with Caelan Ponga back in there. And I think they really are going to give uh, this New South Wales team a really good shake over the next few years. I think the coaching staff will change. I think Paul Green um, has coached his last game for Queensland, to be perfectly honest with you. I think you will see changes there. I don't know who you bring in, but I mean, you've got to start considering Wayne Bennett, don't you? Uh, I mean, a guy that at the moment he doesn't have a team to coach next year to bring Wayne out to coach those three games next season I think it'll be sensational whether Wayne is willing to do it or not I don't know but I think it's a phone call that you probably have to make because as much as there isn't as much talent as New South Wales I think there is enough talent to get by for this Queensland side there's just enough backs if they're all fit to put together a really strong back line and once you've got KP once you've got um, you know, Munster, DCE, you've got Ben Hunt floating around there, you've got Sam Walker coming through, you've got Reese Walsh coming through. There is enough talent to get by, and then you just need all your forwards on deck. So once they've got this full front row rotation, obviously, when, when you have a look at their side for next year, you've got Mo Fodawaka, Josh Papali, Christian Walsh. Uh, you're going to bring back in the Roosters front row as well. Once you have those four guys, I mean... There's your two starters, and there's your two bench guys that can really add a lot to your team. You've got to bring Jai Arrow back into this side as well. So I think there is upside for Queensland moving forward. I don't think New South Wales is about to head on an eight- or ten-year dynasty like people are messaging me saying that is is going to occur. They were very impressive this year, no doubt about it. But I think Queensland, there's a lot of things they can do to close the gap next year. A lot of things they can do. Um, congratulations to all the boys that made their debut. That was sensational to see. I thought the Moses um, and Appy, they were really good in their stints that they came on. I wasn't sure if Appy was going to get on the field because Cook was going so well, but he came on. He had some really good impact, Appy. So congratulations to him. Obviously a premiership winner in 2014. It's taken him a long time to get to the Origin Arena, but it's well-deserved. Mitch Moses as well. For all the shitty cops, he is a really talented young footballer. He's got a lot to offer, and he's just starting to head into the peak of his powers now. Uh, interesting to see if he can become that winner that I've spoken about for a long time that Parramatta need. Uh, this sort of experience on the big stage, and even the experience during the week, I think it would have been sensational for Mitch Moses. And as much as he didn't get the win tonight, I think he proved to himself that he can handle these big stages. As I said, a lot of people will say he was shit and he was crap and all all this absolute fucking dribble. He handled himself pretty well on that stage in a combo that he hadn't played in before. And it was, yeah, oh, I thought he did well. You know, only had a week to prepare. They moved the game around and whatnot during these COVID times. Not easy. 
I thought he handled himself well. I, I thought Jack White, and as much as he scored a try, I thought he was a little bit more disappointing, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. The couple of times that they got last tackle options down that left edge, I, I don't think he made great decisions either. Um, but you sort of that, that's always been Jack White, and realistically, he's got a huge high-end ceiling, but when he's not on, it's not brilliant. And when you really need him to be a real decision-maker, he can let you down. Um, yeah, look, I, I think that with the with the halves probably coming up, coming into that side, the Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai back into that side, New South Wales probably do win. Um, but, I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, that might have pushed Queensland to go to a new level. They might have been even better coming up against that opposition. You, you just, you, you can't say, oh, you know, Queensland won, but they wouldn't have won if these guys were there. It definitely wouldn't have happened. That's not the reality of rugby league. Yeah, that's not how it works. Oh, I felt like Queensland tonight, they were always just doing enough, just doing enough, just doing what they had to do to win that game. So all credit to Queensland, a sensational win there, showing some spirit in that jersey once again. It was great to see. Uh, you know, there was, a, there was a moment there where Cam Murray knocked the ball on off of a tackle from Munster, and I just loved the, the passion that Munster showed in that moment. Just got stuck into Cam Murray. Murray didn't do anything wrong, didn't really deserve it, but it's just saying, fuck you, I want this. And that's what we haven't seen from Queensland, yeah? You saw Latrell Mitchell carrying on after they scored tries, grabbing Gagai, giving it to him and everything. And I just thought it was great to see, yeah, these guys showing spirit, showing that they want to win. We haven't really seen it from Queensland, and, you know, we haven't seen it from Queensland this series. And as I've said all along, it's been very un-Queensland. This whole series has been very un-Queensland, and it's been... Queensland have looked more like New South Wales over the last few years and they've looked like Queensland so it was sensational to see them get back uh, to where they have been over the last few years yeah it's a dead rubber I get it I understand it they'll take confidence out of it leading into next year's series though uh, really looking forward to that series next year as I said Queensland they've got a lot more pieces to come back into this side got a lot more pieces with a heap of more experience New South Wales get their halves back as well you would assume Cleary and Luai uh, will be the halves in that side next year but I mean Queensland you get KP back for a full series hopefully you get a fully fit Harry Grant uh, there's a heap of upside in this side there is so much upside it's not even funny. Uh, it's going to be a sensational series next year. Uh, some unsung heroes. I already sort of spoke about them. I think Cam Murray was my biggest unsung hero. He had such a good series for the New South Wales Blues. He was unreal. Mo Waker for Queensland. He was great. He was just so impressive. These two young guys, they have just gone to a new level and shown that this is where they belong. They belong on the big stages, and they will be there for a very long time going forward. So I was unsung heroes, and... You know, he has been pretty well sung, to be honest with you, during this Origin series, but I still think Tariq Sims, he's been unreal. He was absolutely exhausted at the end of that game tonight, and he just kept finding a little bit extra to keep going. I think in Game 2, he turned that game on its head with that run out of his out of his own 10-metre line on third tackle. They got belted and bashed. Junior Paulo charged up. He got bashed. Tariq Sims just took it and went all the way to the 20-metre. It was a sensational run and a moment that sort of won this series for New South Wales, in my opinion. People forget how how well Queensland came out in Game 2, similar to that, what they did tonight. They just came out of the gates flying, and he really took it to them. His brother posted on my Instagram page a post about Tariq saying, you know, yeah, something about you judge someone during the tough times and then just said, give me that fucking rock. And that's what Tariq did in that moment. A sensational series from him. Egg all over my face. I wouldn't have picked him. I would have definitely gone for some of the guys that were injured in Tyson Vizel, Angus Crichton. Even then, I don't think I would have gone for Tariq Sims, to be perfectly honest with you. But he absolutely brained it. A lot of people out there definitely uh, apparently saw it coming. I didn't. You've got a better eye than me. So well done to Tariq Sims. Well done to Brad Fittler as well. Yeah, I mean, here we are two years ago, 2019. He wins that series and he picks 
Tom Trevojevic at centre, and everyone goes, oh, I don't know about that. He comes out, he absolutely kills it, and Freddie's a genius. Comes back the next year, and Tom Trevojevic is injured. He needs guys to play centre. He picks a couple of fullbacks out of position. Played Jack White in there. Played uh, Clint Gutherson. Didn't quite work out for him, um, and he was an idiot. Why is he doing that? He needs to pick genuine centres, blah, 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 blah. Same old negative dribble. Comes out this year, picks Tommy Turbo at the cent- in the centres again. Picks his other centre, who's been playing fullback for the last few weeks. Obviously, he's a genuine centre, Latrell Mitchell, but he's been playing fullback for two years now. Absolutely kills it. They were the two best players in this series with James Tedesco as well. So, well done to Freddie. Very well coached. He's got the very best out of Daniel Saifidi. He's got the very best out of Tariq Sims. He's got the absolute best out of Cam Murray. These two halves, Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai, they stepped in the Origin Arena. And for guys that have been had a bit of heat on them for not being able to handle the big stages of the grand final and whatnot, Nathan Cleary not really excelling in Origin before, I mean, Freddie just took him to a new level. Sensational to see. And I think probably Freddie's biggest pick and um, maybe he wouldn't have gone him if Victor Radley wasn't injured, but I think Isaiah Yo, another unsung hero, he was massive this series. A fantastic series for Isaiah Yo, another guy that has just gone to a new level. If I'm the Penrith Panthers right now, I would be very excited seeing the way that these guys have handled themselves heading into the back end of the season. And if I'm the Melbourne Storm, as I said after game two, uh, I'm looking at Munster, I'm looking at Harry Grant, I'm looking at Christian Welsh, all these guys, Felice Cafusi, they're all shitty that they've been embarrassed and had their pants pulled down. This competition, it is shaping up to be an absolute cracker in the back end of the season, especially if these two teams meet, hopefully on grand final day. If not, it's a prelim final. And I'll tell you what, if these two meet in a prelim, they're going to have to win two grand finals in a row to lift that premiership. And whoever plays in the week after, whether it's Manly, South Sydney, Parramatta, the Chooks, you're going to give yourself a damn good hope against that team because they are going to have to put everything into beating each other in the prelim week if that's the way it ends up. Going to be a sensational competition, guys. We've got the part two of our Darren Brown interview coming later this morning, so stay tuned for that. Really excited to bring you that one. More Origin content coming throughout the day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 